you are now tuned into Civil War Stories. I'm your host, Steve Matthews, here to guide you through the fields and towns of mid-19th century America as we delve into the epic conflict that shaped the very soul of this great nation, the Civil War. Together, we'll explore riveting stories from an era of transformation and sacrifice, hearing tales of valiant charges, whispered plots, and the profound human experiences behind the blue and the gray. And if your historical appetite is still hungry for more tales of valor and conflict, be sure to check out our companion podcast, World War II Stories, where we unravel the global conflict that raged nearly a century later. You can find the link in the description or make your way to podhour.com ww2. So, ready your ears and steady your hearts as we traverse through the pages of time, delving into a chapter of history where a nation fought for its very identity. The mid-19th century was a time of profound tension and division in America. The schism between North and South was widening, a grim foreshadowing of a conflict that would forever shape the nation. At the heart of this brewing storm lay the deeply rooted discord over states' rights and slavery, a dispute that had the power to tear the country apart. This is the story of the Battle of Fort Sumter, a turning point in American history that marked the official beginning of the Civil War. In the calm before the storm, two major figures emerged, James Buchanan, a president desperately trying to hold the Union together, and Francis Pickens, South Carolina's governor, who was bold enough to lead his state away from the Union. The decisive actions of these two men set in motion a series of events that would escalate into a full-blown war. Standing on an artificial island at the entrance of Charleston Harbor, South Carolina, was Fort Sumter. It was here, amidst its gray, looming ramparts and windswept parapets, that the first shot of the Civil War would be fired. A beleaguered Union Major Robert Anderson and his men would find themselves at the epicenter of a national conflict, their fate intertwined with the very survival of the Union. As we delve into this historical moment, we will follow the characters, decisions, and events that shaped this pivotal battle. We'll examine the road to secession, the political maneuverings, the tense standoff at Fort Sumter, and the first spark of war. We will bear witness to the surrender of Fort Sumter, the ripples of unrest it sent through the Union and Confederacy, and how it set the stage for the bloodiest war in American history. Finally, we will reflect on the enduring legacy of the Battle of Fort Sumter and its place in the American memory. The Battle of Fort Sumter serves as a stark reminder of a country divided, and a testament to the resilience of a nation that endured and ultimately emerged unified. It's a story of bold leaders, brave soldiers, political intrigue, and the ultimate price of freedom. Join us as we journey back to this seminal moment in American history. Chapter 1 The Prelude to War In the shadows of the mid-19th century, America was like a ship navigating choppy waters. Turbulence had gripped the nation, tensions rising between the North and South like a threatening storm. Whispers of disunity echoed across state lines, fueled by deep-rooted disagreements over states' rights and the contentious issue of slavery. As the storm clouds gathered, a figure emerged from the maelstrom, James Buchanan, the 15th President of the United States. Buchanan, a Pennsylvania native and a Democrat, 
was no stranger to the struggles that came with the office. He had assumed the presidency in 1857 with hopes of preserving the Union and calming the escalating conflicts. His presidency, however, was anything but calm. A staunch believer in states' rights, Buchanan found himself trying to navigate a narrow path between appeasing the pro-slavery sentiments of the southern states and maintaining harmony within the Union. While Buchanan grappled with the pressures of his office in Washington, a different narrative was unfolding further south. The year was 1860, and South Carolina found itself under the governorship of a staunch secessionist, Francis Pickens. A figure of fierce determination, Pickens saw the Union's control as a threat to the South's way of life and economy, particularly its dependency on enslaved labor. Under his leadership, a rising tide of secessionist sentiment had swept across the state. December 20, 1860, was a day that would be seared into the annals of American history. South Carolina, driven by Governor Pickens' passionate rhetoric, took a leap into the unknown, becoming the first state to secede from the Union. An aura of defiance permeated the air as South Carolinians reveled in their newfound independence. Little did they know that their bold move would set the stage for the most profound conflict in American history. The nation watched, its breath held, as South Carolina's secessionist fires began to spread across the southern states. The fabric of the Union was fraying, strained by the relentless pull of conflicting ideologies. Buchanan found himself in the eye of the storm, his hopes of preserving the Union slipping away like sand through his fingers. The tension was palpable, something had to give. All eyes turned to a small fortification in South Carolina's Charleston Harbor, Fort Sumter. Tucked away on an artificial island, Fort Sumter was a symbol of the Union's authority, a silent sentinel in the face of the secessionist South. Its strategic location and symbolic significance made it a focal point in the impending conflict. With Major Robert Anderson and his men holding the fort for the Union, Fort Sumner was about to take center stage in a drama that would shape the course of American history. The political climate of South Carolina in 1860 was a pot set to boil. Secessionist sentiments simmered among its citizens, stoked by the fiery rhetoric of their governor, Francis Pickens. Pickens was a man with a vision, a vision of a South free from what he saw as the oppressive overreach of the Union. He was a strong advocate for the Southern way of life and believed in the state's right to secede. As winter descended upon the South, the winds of change were stirring. Pickens stepped up onto the political stage, his every word resounding with conviction. He fervently advocated for secession, igniting the flame of rebellion among the populace. His speeches, echoing through the cold December air, rallied the citizens of South Carolina to his cause. The day that would change the course of history arrived on December 20, 1860. It was an unusually cold day, but the atmosphere was electric. The people of South Carolina had made their choice. Emboldened by Pickens's compelling leadership, they voted to secede from the Union. As the news of the secession spread, cheers of jubilation erupted across the state, the secessionist supporters rejoicing in their newfound independence. Yet, their bold declaration of independence was not without its complications. Tensions with the Union were on a knife edge, 
teetering between uneasy peace and imminent conflict. At the heart of this brewing storm stood Fort Sumter, a looming symbol of the Union's authority and a thorn in the side of the newly independent South Carolina. Occupied by Union forces under the command of Major Robert Anderson, the fort became a contentious point of contention. The unfolding drama was a dance of political maneuvering and military posturing. Governor Pickens knew that gaining control over Fort Sumter was critical to South Carolina's bid for independence. He also knew that any aggressive move could provoke the Union and potentially ignite a war. It was a delicate tightrope walk, a game of chess where every move could have dire consequences. In the end, Pickens's gamble set the stage for one of the most pivotal battles in American history. His actions, and those of the South Carolina legislature, reverberated far beyond the state's borders, leading the nation on a collision course with war. As 1860 gave way to 1861, the stage was set, the players in place, and the Battle of Fort Sumter was about to begin. In the heart of Charleston Harbor, on an artificial island, stood Fort Sumter. Its sturdy stone walls, impervious to the crashing waves, symbolized Union authority amidst an increasingly hostile South. The fort was more than just a military installation, it was a physical representation of the looming conflict, a battleground waiting to host its inaugural clash. Inside Fort Sumter, a tight-knit group of Union soldiers led by Major Robert Anderson kept a vigilant watch. Anderson, a veteran military officer from Kentucky, understood the volatile situation he and his men found themselves in. He was a man of steadfast resolve and staunch loyalty to the Union, despite his southern roots. His duty to protect Fort Sumter was a task he bore with grave seriousness. Life within the fort's stone walls was a study in endurance. Anderson's men lived in the shadow of mounting tension, their daily routines punctuated by the distant echoes of secessionist rhetoric. Despite the uncertainty, they soldiered on, fortifying their defenses, maintaining their artillery, and preparing for a conflict they hoped would never come. The mood was tense but resolute, the soldiers fully aware that they were the Union's final line of defense in South Carolina. The fort was more than a military stronghold, it was also a point of contention. Its strategic location and symbolic significance made it a coveted prize for both Union and Confederate forces. For Governor Francis Pickens and the newly independent South Carolina, control of the fort was tantamount to asserting their autonomy. For the Union, maintaining control was a statement of their authority and determination to preserve the nation's unity. The days turned into weeks, each ticking second bringing the nation closer to war. South Carolina's brazen secession had set a chain of events into motion, and Fort Sumter was the linchpin. As Anderson and his men held their ground, they found themselves not just defending a fort, but standing at the crossroads of a nation's destiny. As the winter frost began to thaw, revealing the promise of spring in 1861, the tension surrounding Fort Sumter grew ever taut, like a bowstring stretched to its breaking point. So. As the winds of change blew across Charleston Harbor, the Union flag flying above Fort Sumner fluttered defiantly. It was a beacon of Union tenacity in the face of rebellion, a signal to both allies and adversaries that they would not relinquish without a fight. 
and as the nation held its collective breath, the stage was set for the first act of the Civil War. Chapter 2 The Unfolding Crisis As the calendar turned to 1861, a new figure stepped onto the national stage. Abraham Lincoln, a tall and lanky lawyer from Illinois with a reputation for honesty, took the oath of office as the 16th President of the United States. Lincoln was stepping into a nation in turmoil, where tensions between the North and South teetered on the brink of eruption. Lincoln, a man of humble beginnings, was no stranger to adversity. He was an eloquent speaker, skilled lawyer, an experienced politician who had earned a reputation as a principled opponent of slavery. Yet, his staunch anti-slavery position made him a polarizing figure, especially among southern states. Little did he know that his new role as president would be defined by a crucial decision he'd soon have to make a decision about a small fort off the coast of South Carolina. Major Robert Anderson, the Union commander at Fort Sumter, had sent a desperate message to the White House. The fort was running low on supplies, the soldiers inside slowly feeling the squeeze of a blockade enacted by South Carolina. With each passing day, Anderson's position became more precarious, his men inching closer to starvation. The fort's fall seemed inevitable unless Lincoln acted swiftly. Herein lay Lincoln's dilemma. Supplying Fort Sumner could be interpreted as an act of aggression by South Carolina and the seceding southern states, potentially sparking a war. On the other hand, abandoning the fort would be seen as a concession to the Confederacy and could weaken the Union's position. As the new president, Lincoln was caught between the proverbial rock and a hard place. Lincoln, a cautious but determined man, understood the weight of his decision. He knew that his choice could ignite the flames of war, but he also knew that surrendering Fort Sumter might open the floodgates for other southern states to follow South Carolina's lead and secede. It was a high-stakes game of political chess, with the fate of the Union hanging in the balance. In the end, Lincoln chose to resupply the fort, a decision that would prove to be the catalyst for war. His decision was driven by a steadfast commitment to preserving the Union and the principles it stood for. As the news reached Charleston, the South reacted with defiance, and the stage was set for the Battle of Fort Sumter. Lincoln's dilemma was over, but the real challenge was just beginning. The Civil War was about to commence, with the first shots ready to be fired over the waters of Charleston Harbor. The decision had been made. President Lincoln had chosen to resupply Fort Sumter, but this course of action was fraught with diplomatic implications. The United States was on the precipice of war, a delicate balance held by a threat of diplomacy. As the Union's representative, Lincoln was about to enter a delicate dance of words and promises, attempting to keep the nation from plunging into a destructive war. In South Carolina, Governor Francis Pickens was also aware of the delicacy of the situation. He knew that Lincoln's decision could lead to an escalation of tensions, possibly pushing them beyond the point of no return. Despite their differences, Pickens and Lincoln shared a common understanding of the stakes at hand. They both knew that the impending clash at Fort Sumner could shape the future of the nation. A flurry of diplomatic communications unfolded. Letters were hastily penned, dispatched, received, and replied to in a constant back and forth, 
Each message was a careful attempt to navigate the situation, a strategic mix of threats and reassurances, demands and compromises. It was a diplomatic tug of war, with both sides trying to gain an upper hand without pushing the other into a corner. However, the odds seemed stacked against a peaceful resolution. With every diplomatic exchange, the gulf between the Union and South Carolina widened. The conflicting ideologies were too deeply rooted, the differences too vast to bridge through diplomacy. Despite their best efforts, neither Lincoln nor Pickens could steer their respective sides away from conflict. The lines were drawn, and the stage was set for a showdown at Fort Sumter. Meanwhile, Major Anderson and his men waited anxiously in Fort Sumter. They were at the eye of the storm, their fate hanging in the balance of these diplomatic frays. Their supplies were dwindling, and with each passing day, the prospect of conflict became increasingly real. The tension in the fort was palpable, as the soldiers steeled themselves for the fight they knew was coming. In the end, diplomacy failed to prevent the impending clash. The heated exchange of letters could not extinguish the burning fire of conflict. As the last attempts at peaceful negotiations fizzled out, one thing became clear the Battle of Fort Sumter was inevitable. The diplomatic fray had reached its end, and the drums of war began to sound. The first battle of the Civil War was about to begin, marking a dark chapter in the nation's history. As the diplomatic exchanges reached their inevitable conclusion, the leaders on both sides were confronted with the stark reality of war. The decision was no longer about avoiding conflict, but how to engage in it. This final act was an echo of the nation's divide, a mirror reflecting the chasm that had formed between the North and South. President Lincoln, a beacon of calm amidst the turmoil, recognized the gravity of the decision before him. Despite his every effort to avert war, his commitment to preserving the Union was unwavering. He knew that resupplying Fort Sumner would likely be seen as an act of aggression by the Confederacy, yet he refused to stand by and allow the fort, a symbol of federal authority, to fall into their hands. Lincoln was no warmonger, but he understood that sometimes, the path of war is the only route to lasting peace. Across the divide, in the newly seceded South Carolina, Governor Pickens faced his own set of challenges. He was the leader of a state that had declared its independence, yet the key strategic point in his territory, Fort Sumter, remained under Union control. Pickens knew that war would bring death and destruction, but he also understood that relinquishing control of Fort Sumter would signify a surrender of their newly claimed sovereignty. It was a bitter pill to swallow, but war seemed the only option. Meanwhile, the man at the eye of the storm, Major Robert Anderson, braced himself and his men for the impending conflict. For them, it was not a matter of if the battle would occur, but when. Anderson had sent numerous pleas for support and reinforcement, fully aware that his soldiers were not equipped for a prolonged siege. Now, with Lincoln's decision to resupply the fort, it was clear that their request had been heard. As the days wore on, the inevitability of war weighed heavily on the nation. The divisions were clear, the loyalties tested, and the stakes higher than ever. The decision for war had been made, not with enthusiasm, but with the somber realization that compromise was no longer an option. 
As the first beams of sunlight painted the horizon on the morning of April 12, 1861, the sound of a single cannon shot echoed across Charleston Harbor, signaling the start of the Battle of Fort Sumter and, with it, the Civil War. The decision for war was no longer just a decision. It was reality. Chapter 3. The Battle Begins The morning of April 12, 1861, dawned with an eerie quietness over Charleston Harbor. The air was heavy, thick with the anticipation of a looming conflict. As the first rays of the sun pierced the early morning fog, they illuminated the formidable walls of Fort Sumter. Inside, Major Robert Anderson and his men waited with bated breath, ready to face the inevitable confrontation. On the other side of the harbor, the Confederate forces were equally tense. At the helm was Brigadier General P.G.T. Beauregard, a man known for his tactical prowess and charismatic leadership. His men trusted him implicitly, ready to follow him into whatever lay ahead. They were a diverse group, bound together by their commitment to their new nation and prepared to fight for its survival. The order was given, and the Confederate artillery aimed its sights on Fort Sumter. Every soldier knew what was at stake. Their actions in the next few minutes would ignite a war, the repercussions of which could shake the nation to its core. As Beauregard gave the command to fire, the tension snapped like a tautly pulled string. The boom of the cannon echoed across the harbor, shattering the morning quiet. A shell streaked across the sky, its arc traced by a trail of smoke. As it hit the fort, the sound of crumbling stone and shattering glass rang out, marking the first strike of the Battle of Fort Sumter. The Civil War had begun. Back at the fort, Anderson's men sprang into action. The surprise of the first shot quickly gave way to the determined focus of trained soldiers. Even as more shells began to rain down on them, they retaliated with their own artillery, the sound of cannons roaring their defiance. This first shot was more than just an act of aggression, it was a statement. It signaled the Confederacy's refusal to back down, their readiness to fight for their independence. It was also a direct challenge to the Union, a challenge that the North, under President Lincoln's leadership, was ready to meet. As the day wore on and the battle raged, the first shot of the Battle of Fort Sumner reverberated far beyond the confines of the harbor. It marked not just the start of a battle, but the beginning of a war that would forever change the face of America. The first shot had been fired, and there was no turning back. With the first shot fired and its reverberations echoing across the harbor, Fort Sumter was officially under siege. Major Anderson's men, already strained from months of isolation and limited supplies, now faced a barrage of artillery from the surrounding Confederate forces. The situation was dire, but they were determined to stand their ground. The fort was an isolated island amidst a sea of hostility. Encased within its thick stone walls, Anderson and his men weathered the storm of cannon fire. They were outnumbered and outgunned, yet they clung to their resolve, refusing to give up the fort without a fight. From the opposing side, General Beauregard commanded the Confederate artillery with unflinching resolve. His strategy was clear, to bombard the fort relentlessly until the Union soldiers had no choice but to surrender. 
the artillery volleys were consistent and methodical, aiming to exhaust the Union forces and crush their morale. Inside Fort Sumter, the atmosphere was tense. With each passing hour, the strain on the Union soldiers grew. The constant thunder of cannons, the trembling of the fort under each hit, and the occasional penetrating shell tested their resolve. Yet, despite the grim circumstances, there was also an air of camaraderie and shared purpose among the men. As night fell on the first day of the siege, the fort became a canvas for the explosive ballet of the artillery exchange. The flash of cannons and explosion of shells painted the night sky with streaks of light and plumes of smoke, a stark contrast against the darkness. In these grueling conditions, Major Anderson showed his leadership. He rallied his men, offering words of encouragement, reminding them of their duty to the Union. Amid the chaos and fear, his voice was a steady beacon, inspiring his men to persevere. Despite the grim circumstances, they stood firm, ready to defend Fort Sumter to the last man. The siege under fire was a grueling test of endurance for the Union soldiers at Fort Sumter. They faced overwhelming odds, pitting their determination against the Confederates' superior numbers and firepower. As the siege wore on, it became evident that this was just the beginning of a much longer, larger conflict. But for now, the focus was on surviving the battle at hand, one cannon shot at a time. In the midst of the raging battle, one figure stood firm amidst the chaos, Major Robert Anderson. As the leader of the small Union contingent in Fort Sumter, he was not just commanding an outpost, he was holding the line against the secessionists, refusing to let the fort fall into their hands. Major Anderson was a seasoned soldier, but the siege of Fort Sumter tested his leadership skills as never before. His men were underfed, undersupplied, and vastly outnumbered. Yet Anderson's resilience inspired his men, his actions serving as a beacon of determination and courage. When the first cannon fire from Confederate forces landed on Fort Sumter, it wasn't just a test of physical defenses, but also a test of morale. Anderson quickly took stock of the situation. He had a decision to make, to fight or to surrender. Looking into the eyes of his men, seeing their trust in him, the choice became clear. He would not give up without a fight. Throughout the two-day siege, Major Anderson was seen on the ramparts of the fort, encouraging his men, even as Confederate shells exploded around them. Despite the danger, he stood tall, his presence a powerful reassurance to his men that they were not fighting alone. Anderson didn't just command from the rear, he was there with his men, in the heart of the action. His leadership wasn't about issuing orders from a safe distance, but about sharing the risks and tribulations with his men. This shared hardship forged a bond between Anderson and his men, a bond that held them together when the situation seemed desperate. Even in the face of eventual defeat, Major Anderson showed unwavering courage. His decision to surrender the fort only came when he realized that further resistance could result in unnecessary loss of life. His priority was always the welfare of his men, and he chose to surrender to prevent more casualties. This act of courage and selflessness only added to his reputation. Major Anderson's valor during the Battle of Fort Sumter was a testament to his character and leadership. 
His actions embodied the commitment to duty, honor, and country, qualities that would inspire his fellow soldiers throughout the long and bitter conflict to come. His legacy was one of resilience and courage, of standing firm in the face of overwhelming odds, a symbol of the Union's resolve in the face of the secessionist challenge. Chapter 4 The Aftermath After two days under relentless bombardment, the situation within Fort Sumter had become dire. Supplies were dwindling, the fort's defenses were severely compromised, and the men were exhausted. Major Anderson, seeing the hopelessness of their situation, made the painful decision to surrender. News of Anderson's decision to surrender reached the Confederate leadership, a mixture of relief and triumph spreading through their ranks. Their first test as a new nation had been passed, but it was a victory tinged with the somber reality of war. Brigadier General Beauregard, despite his opponent's surrender, maintained a demeanor of respect towards Major Anderson, recognizing the bravery it had taken for the Union forces to hold out as long as they had. As the terms of surrender were negotiated, Anderson made a final request that he and his men be allowed to perform a 100-gun salute to the U.S. flag before their departure. This symbolic gesture was meant to represent their unwavering allegiance to the Union, even in defeat. Although the salute was cut short due to a tragic accident, their message was clear and resonated deeply with both sides. The evacuation was a poignant scene. Major Anderson and his men, tired and battered but unbowed, marched out of the ruined fort. They carried with them their flag, a little worse for wear but still flying, a symbol of their resilience. Watching their departure, even the Confederate soldiers couldn't help but feel a sense of admiration for their courage and tenacity. Once the last Union soldier had evacuated, the Confederates took control of Fort Sumter. It was a moment of victory, but also a stark reminder of the cost of this conflict. The fort, once a symbol of American unity, now stood as a testament to a nation divided, its battered walls echoing the deep divisions that had led to this war. In the end, the surrender and evacuation of Fort Sumter marked a turning point. The first major confrontation of the Civil War had ended in a Confederate victory, but at a cost. The Battle of Fort Sumter had set the stage for the bloody conflict to come, a struggle that would determine the fate of a nation and redefine the meaning of freedom and unity. News of the fall of Fort Sumter traveled quickly across the Union, rippling through cities and towns like a shockwave. The significance of this event was not lost on the public the Civil War had officially begun and the gravity of the situation began to sink in. In Washington, D.C., President Lincoln received the news with a heavy heart. He had hoped to preserve the Union without resorting to war, but the attack on Fort Sumter left him with no choice. Yet, even as he grappled with the dire reality, Lincoln's resolve hardened. He issued a call for 75,000 volunteers to quell the rebellion, marking the Union's formal entry into the war. Across the North, the impact of Fort Sumner was profound. Lincoln's call to arms was met with an overwhelming response. Men from all walks of life, stirred by a sense of duty and patriotism, stepped forward to answer the call. This wave of enlistment marked the beginning of a mass mobilization, the likes of which America had never seen before. 
However, the reaction wasn't uniform across the Union. In the border states, where slavery was legal but sentiments were mixed, the news from Fort Sumner deepened the divide. States like Maryland, Kentucky, and Missouri found themselves torn between loyalty to the Union and sympathy for the Southern cause. This internal conflict set the stage for tense debates and bloody skirmishes within their borders as the war progressed. In the press, the Battle of Fort Sumner ignited a media frenzy. Newspapers, the primary source of news at the time, were filled with detailed accounts of the siege. The valor of Major Anderson and his men was celebrated, turning them into national heroes overnight. Their courage, despite the defeat, became a rallying point for the Union cause, galvanizing public support for the war. The Battle of Fort Sumter, despite its limited scale, had far-reaching consequences. It marked the transition from political conflict to armed confrontation, transforming the secession crisis into a full-blown civil war. The ripples it sent across the Union sparked a fervor of nationalism, drawing men to the battlefield and dividing communities, setting the stage for the bloody conflict that would unfold over the next four years. As the news of Fort Sumner's fall reached President Lincoln, the atmosphere in the White House turned grave. A decision had to be made, a course of action determined. After all, the events at Fort Sumner had escalated the issue of secession from a political struggle into an outright war. With his characteristic quiet resolve, Lincoln assessed the situation. He was a leader, not a warrior, and he had hoped to resolve the Union's fractures through dialogue and diplomacy. But the situation had now changed drastically. Lincoln understood that a firm response was necessary, yet he also recognized the potential costs. The nation was teetering on the edge of a civil war, and his next actions would determine the path forward. In response to the crisis, Lincoln issued a proclamation calling for 75,000 volunteers to help suppress the rebellion. This wasn't a decision taken lightly. Lincoln understood the implications, the prospect of brother fighting brother, a nation at war with itself. But the Union, he believed, was worth fighting for. At the same time, Lincoln also sought to maintain the moral high ground. His call to arms was framed as a response to the aggression by the Confederate forces, positioning the Union as the defender of American values. This narrative would play a significant role in shaping public sentiment throughout the war, both within the Union and abroad. The response to Lincoln's call was immediate and overwhelming. From across the North, men rushed to enlist buoyed by a surge of patriotism and a desire to preserve the Union. This surge of enlistment was a testament to Lincoln's ability to rally the public, a crucial factor in the Union's war effort. Simultaneously, Lincoln also sought diplomatic solutions, working tirelessly to keep the border states from joining the Confederacy. His success in this delicate diplomatic endeavor played a crucial role in the overall outcome of the war. In the face of the crisis that was the fall of Fort Sumter, Lincoln's response was decisive yet measured. He demonstrated a keen understanding of the complexities of the situation and acted with a clear purpose to preserve the Union. His actions in the aftermath of Fort Sumter set the tone for his leadership throughout the Civil War, underscoring his commitment to the cause of Union and his ability to steer the nation during its darkest hour.
Chapter 5 Impact on the Civil War The Battle of Fort Sumter, though small in scale, had seismic implications. It transformed a simmering political dispute into an outright military conflict, shifting the national consciousness and setting the stage for the devastating Civil War. Following the fall of Fort Sumter, the atmosphere across America was tense. News of the battle ignited passionate reactions across the nation, turning a distant conflict into a harsh reality. Lincoln's call for volunteers spurred the North into action, with thousands of men stepping up to fight for the Union. The response was just as swift in the South. Word of the Confederate victory at Fort Sumter bolstered their morale, validating their belief in the righteousness of their cause. Men, too, enlisted in droves, eager to defend their homes and their way of life. The flame of nationalism was ignited on both sides, fueled by a sense of duty and an unyielding belief in their respective causes. As both sides prepared for war, they were haunted by the reality of the conflict. There were no longer debates in Congress halls, but rather, confrontations on battlefields. Brother faced brother, neighbor faced neighbor, and divisions ran deep. The nation, once united, was torn apart, and the conflict promised to be a long and bloody one. Internationally, the fall of Fort Sumter reverberated too. European powers, while initially distant observers, now had to reconsider their stance. The Union blockade of the South, a response to Fort Sumter, threatened cotton imports, which was a lifeline for many European economies. The conflict wasn't just an internal struggle anymore, it was a global event with far-reaching consequences. From a small fort in South Carolina, the ripples of the Battle of Fort Sumter reached far and wide. It marked the shift from a political skirmish to an all-out war. The reverberations were felt in every corner of the nation, affecting lives, shaping futures, and redefining the very fabric of the nation. This small battle was the match that lit the fuse of the Civil War, a conflict that would forever change the course of American history. Fort Sumter, a once obscure sea fort in South Carolina, was thrust into the annals of history by the Battle of Fort Sumter. It came to symbolize not only the beginning of the Civil War but also defiance in the face of overwhelming odds. Major Robert Anderson, the Union commander at Fort Sumter, became an emblem of this defiance. Though eventually forced to surrender, his determined resistance against the Confederate bombardment was celebrated across the North. Even in the South, there was a grudging respect for his steadfastness under fire. His decision to salute the Union flag during the evacuation, despite the defeat, was a powerful statement of loyalty and defiance that resonated deeply with the public. Fort Sumter itself, battered and broken but still standing, came to represent a spirit of resilience. Its ruins were a stark reminder of the conflict that had transpired, a symbol of a nation at war with itself. Yet, its enduring presence in the face of bombardment echoed the resolve of a nation determined to weather the storm. In the years following the battle, the image of Fort Sumner found its way into the cultural fabric of the nation. It featured prominently in drawings, newspapers, and speeches, often used to evoke a sense of patriotism and resilience. The flag that flew over Fort Sumner during the battle, now housed in the Smithsonian, 
became a relic of a defining moment in American history. Even today, Fort Sumner stands as a powerful symbol of defiance. As a historic site, it continues to draw visitors from around the world, each coming to pay their respects and reflect on the events that transpired there. The battle-scarred walls serve as a reminder of the conflict that once tore the nation apart, a testament to the cost of war and the resilience of a nation. Fort Sumter, in its defiance, its resilience, and its endurance, echoes the spirit of a nation that, despite the odds, remained united. It stands as a testament to a nation's resolve, a symbol of the sacrifices made, and the strength displayed in the pursuit of unity and freedom. The Battle of Fort Sumter and its enduring legacy remind us that even in the face of conflict, the spirit of defiance can shape history and resonate through the ages. While the Battle of Fort Sumter might have been short and resulted in minimal casualties, its strategic impact on the Civil War was profound. This little fort in Charleston Harbor became a catalyst, setting in motion a series of events that would shape the course of the war. From a military perspective, the Confederate victory at Fort Sumter validated their belief in the viability of their cause. The victory boosted morale and bolstered their confidence, providing a surge of enlistment in the South. This early momentum was crucial for the Confederacy, which relied heavily on volunteer armies. However, the Confederacy's victory also galvanized the North. The attack on Fort Sumter was perceived as an act of rebellion against the federal authority. Lincoln's call to arms in response to the fall of the fort saw an outpouring of support from the northern states. Men enlisted in droves, spurred by a newfound resolve to preserve the Union. This wave of nationalism was instrumental in the North's ability to swiftly mobilize resources for the war effort. The fall of Fort Sumter also had a significant impact on the political landscape. It shifted the stance of the border states, those that allowed slavery but hadn't seceded. The attack forced these states to pick sides, leading to a split. Some, like Virginia, chose to join the Confederacy, while others, like Maryland and Kentucky, remained with the Union, albeit with considerable internal conflict. Internationally, the Battle of Fort Sumter signaled the seriousness of the American conflict to the world. It affected foreign policy and trade relations, particularly with Britain and France. The Union's blockade of southern ports, instigated by the attack on Sumter, disrupted cotton supply, impacting European economies and causing them to rethink their stance on the Civil War. In essence, the Battle of Fort Sumter was a trigger point, the spark that lit the fuse of the Civil War. It marked the transition from secession to armed conflict and set the strategic course of the war. The events at this little sea fort reverberated across battlefields, political chambers, and foreign capitals, profoundly shaping the narrative and outcome of the Civil War. Chapter 6 Legacy of the Battle In the collective memory of America, Fort Sumner occupies a place of significance. It's a monument that bears witness to the nation's most tumultuous period and stands as a reminder of the resilience of the American spirit. The Battle of Fort Sumter marked the start of a conflict that defined the nation, setting the stage for the Civil War that followed. Its echoes have reverberated throughout American history, shaping the way the war is remembered and understood. 
Its legacy is etched not only in the physical remnants of the fort but also in the national psyche. Major Robert Anderson, the Union commander at Fort Sumter, became a symbol of resistance and loyalty. His refusal to surrender the fort until it was absolutely necessary painted a picture of bravery and dedication that resonates with Americans. His figure has found a place in history books and popular culture, representing the determination that characterizes the American spirit. Fort Sumner itself has become a pilgrimage site for those wishing to understand the roots of the American Civil War. Its battle-scarred walls and the flag that once flew over it are potent symbols of a defining moment in the nation's history. Today, it serves as a national monument, its ruins preserved as a tribute to the events that transpired there. School curricula across the country include detailed accounts of the Battle of Fort Sumter, teaching new generations about the events that led to the Civil War. Its story is passed down from generation to generation, its lessons serving as a reminder of the cost of division and the value of unity. In literature and film, Fort Sumter and its battle have been depicted time and again, capturing the drama and tension of the events that unfolded. It has become a symbolic backdrop for narratives about the Civil War, its image ingrained in the American cultural fabric. In the national memory, Fort Sumter continues to stand as a symbol of a nation's struggle with itself. It's a reminder of the cost of division, the struggle for unity, and the resilience of the American spirit. The Battle of Fort Sumter, its heroes, and its legacy remain woven into the tapestry of American history, reminding us of the journey the nation has undertaken to become what it is today. As a seminal event in American history, the Battle of Fort Sumter has been commemorated in many ways over the years. However, these commemorations, much like the battle itself, have not been without their controversies. Every year, a ceremony is held at the Fort Sumter National Monument to mark the anniversary of the battle. Participants dress in period uniforms, and cannons are fired in a salute to the past. These ceremonies serve as a reminder of the historic events that unfolded at the fort, paying homage to the soldiers who fought there. But these commemorations are more than mere historical reenactments. They have also become a platform for dialogues on issues like slavery, racism, and national identity that underpin the Civil War. Similarly, the flag that flew over Fort Sumner during the battle has been the subject of both celebration and contention. It was hailed as a symbol of Union resilience and defiance when Major Anderson raised it over the battered fort after the Confederate surrender in 1865. Today, it is displayed in the Smithsonian Institution as a significant artifact of the Civil War. However, it has also sparked debates about the enduring legacy of the Civil War and the symbols associated with it. Monuments and memorials connected to the Battle of Fort Sumner have also been the focus of controversy. A statue of Major Robert Anderson stands near the fort, honoring his leadership during the battle. However, other monuments in the area dedicated to Confederate leaders have been the subject of intense debate. Critics argue that such memorials glorify individuals who fought to preserve slavery and thus perpetuate racial divisions. These debates have fueled broader discussions on how to remember and interpret the history of the Civil War. School curricula covering the Battle of Fort Sumter and the Civil War have also stirred controversy.
Discussions about how to teach this complex and fraught period of American history have raised questions about historical accuracy, bias, and the importance of confronting the darker aspects of the nation's past. These commemorations and controversies underscore how the Battle of Fort Sumter continues to resonate in American consciousness. They reflect ongoing debates about how to remember, interpret, and learn from history. In this way, the Battle of Fort Sumter, more than a century and a half later, remains a living part of the American story, still shaping discussions and perspectives on the nation's past, present, and future. The Battle of Fort Sumter, though it unfolded over 150 years ago, continues to provide invaluable lessons for America and its citizens. The stories of bravery, conflict, and ultimately, unity that emerged from the ruins of the fort carry profound messages for future generations. Firstly, the Battle of Fort Sumner serves as a stark reminder of the dangerous consequences of division. The conflicting ideologies between the North and the South eventually led to this battle, marking the beginning of a brutal and devastating war. The lesson here is that dialogue and understanding must always take precedence over conflict and separation. The fort's commander, Major Robert Anderson, embodies the virtues of loyalty and resilience. Despite being vastly outnumbered and facing imminent attack, he chose to stand his ground and defend the Union. His leadership provides a lesson in commitment and courage, even in the face of overwhelming adversity. The events at Fort Sumner also reveal the power of symbols in shaping collective consciousness. The Confederate attack on the Union-held fort marked the start of the Civil War, forever etching Fort Sumner into American history as the spark that ignited the war. Similarly, the raising of the Union flag over the recaptured fort at the end of the war became a symbol of unity and resilience. These instances underscore the importance of symbols in narrating history and inspiring collective action. The controversies and debates surrounding the commemoration of the Battle of Fort Sumner offer another lesson. The interpretation of history is complex and can change over time. Monuments, memorials, and school curricula linked to the battle have sparked discussions about how we remember and teach history. This highlights the need for an inclusive, balanced approach to historical education that acknowledges all aspects of the past, including its darker chapters. Lastly, the Battle of Fort Sumner teaches us about the significance of reconciliation. After a devastating civil war, the United States had to find a way to mend its divisions and rebuild as a united nation. This process was fraught and imperfect, but it serves as a reminder of the importance of confronting past mistakes to move towards a more inclusive and harmonious future. In essence, the Battle of Fort Sumner offers a history lesson that goes beyond military strategy and political maneuvering. Its story holds valuable insights about loyalty, resilience, the power of symbols, the complexities of historical memory, and the importance of unity and reconciliation. These lessons, culled from the battle-scarred walls of Fort Sumter, remain profoundly relevant for contemporary America.